going on, Technology family, and welcome back to another episode of the Technology News Talk. Now, today I'm gonna be doing a two-part uh, episode, and um, this episode will be released uh, 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 early uh, on in the day at uh, at twelve at twelve uh, uh, noon, and then I'm gonna be doing another recording with uh, with my one of my returning guests, uh, Daniel Martin, uh, to the show. And we're gonna be talking about everything that was discussed on at San Diego Comic Con, but um, but for right now, for 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 for, for this uh, episode right now, we're gonna go touch on everything, and um, we're gonna go over the uh, uh, SB Award winners, Vince McMahon retiring from WWE, and we got a movie review for Nope, and also we're gonna be going over all the updates and news of uh, from from this week, so um. So without further ado, let's get started with our first topic today. So we got a, uh, a topic here. It says, "Move over, Tyler Perry. A black woman will own a 135 multi-million-dollar pro production studio in Atlanta." Ooh, we looks like Atlanta becoming that uh, that black Hollywood. Well, some of y'all might have to move down there. And yeah, you know what it is. Um. And this coming from BlackEnterprises.com. A black woman is now a majority owner of a new multi-million dollar film TV studio in Atlanta. The Atlanta Journal uh, reports. Tammy Williams has over 25 years experience in film and television industry. She has written and produced a, a project such as film biographies, documentaries, entertainment and news shows according to her bio via IDB. William has owned our first digital uh, production company called Taylor Mid Films in 2016 and is now the first black woman to own a 135 million studio and post-production faculty space in Atlanta, Georgia. William and her business partner Gary Gurman, an investor and CEO of G-Square Events and Black Performers uh, Collective founded by Cinema South Studios. We have been patient, she said. There's nothing been an overnight thing. This vision is for us. Williams has worked towards making her dreams a reality for 12 years. They will begin a break a breakground in March for Cinema South Studios located north of the country. County. The studio will operate 60 acres and intend to have 11 sound stages, a backlog, a prop house, a wardrobe rental factory and a light grid rental house. The production factory will include a transportation company and an office building to house a theater and post-production faculties, reported AGFC. Williams aimed to have two sound stages operated by the first quarter of 2023. The demand for sound stages is happening globally. The ownership rarely looks at us let alone an African-American woman, says uh, Gray, says in an official release, reports uh, AJFC. When we choose to invest, I elevate the, the need for the business and ownership invested in Tammy Williams and her team of professionals covered me that buying the land of Federal Georgia. Cinema South will serve an umbrella of Williams production and Tammy and Films. It will host an education session until Films Workshop and Cinema South Film Academy, where she will conduct job training seminars. 
Currently, Tyler Perry Studios in Georgia is the largest film studio in the United States. And established Perry as the first African American out to, to own a major film production studio. This is really good. So a lot of uh, Atlanta is getting a lot of uh, studios for a lot of filming. So this uh, this definitely gonna open open up for for a lot of jobs and also for a lot of um, a great career for for anyone that that wants to be um, in the film industry. So I'm loving everything that was uh, um, reported here. So um, I can't wait to see how this uh, how this, how how this looks. But um, everything else is it's looking good and. Um, um, moving on, we got the full list of the um, of the of the 2022 SBO winner winner awards. I'm gonna go the majority of of the, uh, of the awards. So um, I said uh, I got my uh, ones right here that that I chose in um, for sports entertainment team of the year goes by the goes to the Denver Broncos. Uh, best MMA fighter goes to Charles Oliverton. Um, best MLB player goes to uh, Sunsi Arthur from the Los Angeles Angels. Best NFL player goes to Anthony Rogers from the Green Bay Packers. And the best NBA player goes to Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Best game goes to Kansas City's defeating the Bill Buffalo Bills in the uh, overtime thriller in the AFC Division round game. And best championship performance goes to Cooper uh, Cup from the Los Angeles Rams in, in the uh, in this year's um, the, the, the Super Bowl, and um, of course the uh, best team goes to um, to the gold uh, to the Golden State Warriors. You know, well the Golden State Warriors uh, they really won most of everything, and um, Steph Curry also won uh, best record breaking performance, and um, uh, Steph Curry passed Ray Allen for most three pointers in um, NBA uh, history, and. Um, Cody Rhodes wins um, the best WWE moment in Cody Rhodes return to the, the, to WWE at this, year, this year's WrestleMania, and uh, Tyson Fury won the uh, best boxer, and uh, Golden State Golden State Warriors Clay Thompson won best comeback at uh, best comeback athlete. So um so that's the majority of the um of the awards that I got over here. So um uh, again c congratulations to all the other winners. Of the other categories, so um, congratulations uh, to y'all as well. So um, uh, moving on, continuing with sports, um, Vince McMahon has finally announced his retirement as chairman and CEO of WWE. So, you guys, I know how I feel, and uh, we've been touching about this on we respect the comment podcast. Part of me says, thank you for all the good times. Thank you for the attitude era. Thank you for the ruthless aggression era, and thank you for all the good stuff that you brought. And part of me says, finally, you need to retire. Things are not going as the way it should be, so it's time for you to step down. So, yeah, that's the final. So, this is what Variety has to say about this report. Vince McMahon announced that he was he's retiring from WWE. Um, an ongoing misconduct investigation has been undertaken by the company's uh, board of directors. So, this is what um, uh, uh, Vince Man has to say. I am approached 77 years old. I feel like it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. My man said in a statement released by the Sports 
entertainment company. Throughout the years, it has been a privilege to have WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. I would like to thank my family for the most of contributing to our success. And I would like to thank all of our past, present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us into your homes every week, being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciated and admirers for our generation of fans and all over the world who have light and currently light and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. So, so in case y'all don't know, um, Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan are now the co-CEOs uh, and chair the, uh, uh, persons of WWE right now. Um, Triple H is back in charge. He's in uh, charge of, of talent relations. So, um, the, this is kind of good news. And uh, in case y'all didn't know, uh, WWE is back. In TV 14, it's no longer a TV PG no more. It's back in TV 14, so that's another good sign. But um, huh. But there's still a couple of rodents that are still there that needs to go. Now, John Lo John Laurinaitis is gone. Thank God. So Kevin Dunn is uh, is on his way out. So we got to get rid of um, your Bruce Britcher, aka Brother Left. Yeah, we got to get rid of him. So once we get him rid of him, then WWE will be on on, on better terms. But um, like I said, in terms of um, uh, Vince McMahon retiring, part of me says, finally, you need to step down. Your, your time is done. And part of me says, thank you for all the good memories. Okay? So I'm going to stay, uh, um, uh, uh, stay light here. And be a um, respect for us. So in terms of that, but um, um, other than that, let's move on. So, like I said, well, I got a movie review for y'all, and that's uh, Jordan Peele's latest uh, movie called Nope, and it stars uh, Daniel Kaluuya, um, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yen, and uh, Keith Davis. So, in the film, two ranch ranger assemblies attempted to catch a video evidence. Of an underdive of uh, the flying object. Now, when I watched Jordan Peele's last films that he directed, um, Get Out and Us, I kind of understand where he was going in terms of like um, when he makes a horror film and go by a, a different genre. For example, in Get Out, it was more like a a a, a, a psychological uh of the thriller. Us was like a slasher film. And now, nope, here it's kind of like a science fictional um a monster monster movie, kind of like uh similar to um close uh, close kind of the third kind, signs and jars. So yeah, yeah. So every time it, um you you watch this movie, the suspense and the and the intensity and the well, was there every time. So. I love the uh, the, the, the 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 brother sister dynamic between um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer, uh, who played as uh, OJ and um uh, and M. So um, OJ was kind of the, the the person who tried to keep the uh, 
the family bits is attacked uh, after their, their father's legacy who died um, in the um, in the begin beginning of the film well that's not really much of a spoiler there guys if you could if you guys saw the trailer so you got to um, that knew that part so that that's that's not really much of a spoiler okay so um yeah so it, so OJ is trying to keep up with the family business while M see fame and fortune so um and um I will say um this film is definitely a love letter to um all the film crew that don't get a lot of credit behind the scenes and um like uh, when you guys uh watch the um the the first uh, the first act uh, of the movie you kind of understand what I'm going from uh, there uh, so you got to kind of kind of hits on there and also in the climax as well so you kind of understand whatever the going from there but um it's definitely uh yeah, like I said it's definitely a love letter to all the film crew that that that, go, that don't get a lot of credit behind the scenes so um yeah kind of understand there so um so in the movie. They have like certain chapters. Chapters like they um, you see all the different names for, for all the horses that's uh in the movie. Now, there was one um animal that was mentioned in the movie and it was a chimpanzee, uh, monkey, which um had, which I thought it really had no men make no sense in the um in the main plot of the movie, but um. Actually, I would continue with watching the movie, so I was like, now I kind of understand. It's like it has some, it has a certain, a subplot, surplot to the movie. It has like a connection to one of the, um, to the uh, main slash supporting characters in, in the movie. So I kind of understand where that was coming from. So at times, it, um, the movie's not really. Um, as bloody as a, as a, as it is, so the 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 well, the scenes with all the with, with, with the the scenes with the monkey, that's uh, that's those scenes was like really uh, bloody as hell. Oh, like oh my goodness. So yeah. So um, and also uh, and I was waiting for that perfect moment when when uh, when a person sees something uh, flying through the air or something. Like somebody happened, and they was like, "Nope, mm -mm, I'm not doing it." So yeah, they definitely did that. I was like, "Yes, I was waiting for them to um uh, to, to to do that." So um, yeah. So I definitely um that uh, it was definitely um uh, um a good movie. Not uh, not that all great, but it was definitely uh, gonna give you um. Entertain, especially um, Kiki Palmer's character M. She's the most. Uh, she was. I think she was the most funniest in um, and that uh, in the movie. So um, yeah. So I would get. I would definitely give this movie um, a B plus rating. So it was definitely uh, uh the word worthy uh the, to watch. And um, Jordan Peele's uh, 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 uh that never fails. So and um, I'm kind of interested what what his next movie is gonna be. So I'm kind of interested in what he's gonna do there. So that's gonna be very interesting. So, um, so we got all the the, the main topics um out of the way. So let's get into all the the, the updated news that I got for you guys. So um, starting off with Sylvester Stallone voices his frustration 
that he has uh, that uh, he holds no ownership to the Rocky franchise. And this is what Stallone had to say about it. Also, after Irony controlling Rocky for over 40, 47 years, and now Creed, I really would like to have at least a little what's left of my rights back before passing on to only uh, your children. I believe that would be a fair gesture from this uh, 93-year-old gentleman. This is a painful subject that eats my soul. I want to leave something of Rocky for my children. So, I'm on I'm on Sylvester's own side here, so I kind of understand where he's coming from because I he is the Rocky franchise. If you know but um, now that um, the whole Rocky and Creed franchise is an MGM property, which is now owned by Amazon, so I would say yeah. Let us Sylvester Stallone get it like at least um like fifty percent of uh, ownership to to Rocky. You understand? So like I said, he is the Rocky franchise. So I don't know what's gonna happen there, but uh, I'm on Sylvester's own side because I um uh, when you think of Sylvester Stallone, like you're gonna think of him as uh, as Rocky, okay? So when when um when you think of Sylvester Stallone, so but um uh, I'm uh, moving on from uh, from that um Bob Iger's biggest regret is Bob Chapek claims report, and this is why NYPS were had to say about this. S Dizzy boss Bob Iger is still reporting unhappy about the way the how the Mouse House handle his exit and consider naming current CEO Bob Chapek his assessor as one of his worst business decisions. Iger, who stepped down as Dizzy CEO in early 2020, just before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, came to regret his decision as the scope of the challenge facing the company became clear. According to the report, Iger quickly staffed at Chapers' leadership style and reportedly found his successor to be a novice in responding to talent's ma management concerns and politic adjustment disputes. Iger also publicly viewed Chapets as an irony and uh, uninterested in other people's opinions. Now, part of me says, oh, I wish Iger could come back as CEO. But, um, Part of me says, I want him to come back and try to um, help out Chapek, see like what everything that's going on. Try to fit some certain things like, what is what what is going on here? Like, what is what have you done that's like not working here, and how we can fix this? You know, like something like that. The, to be uh, Chapek's um, right shoulder. A person or a left or a left shoulder, wherever you want to go uh, on this. Uh, to me, it's right a uh, right hand man, and uh, to help out things where that's not going right, that uh, that needs to, to be fixed and stuff like that. So that's why why I feel that uh Bob Bob Iger could come out and uh, help out Chapek with, with everything that's uh, that's going on with Dizzy right now.
But um, moving on, Chris Pat won't play the next Indiana Joes out of respect for Ford. And this is what IndyWire has to say. I don't know who Steven Silver is. Who? Steven who? <laughs> Practiced Joe on the podcast before saying, no, aren't they doing Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford? All I know is that I once saw a quote from Harrison Ford and I don't even know that it is really him because it was enough to scare me. That's was like, when I die, Indiana Jones dies. And I'm like, am I going to get hunted by a ghost of Harrison Ford one day when he dies if I play? Ford had recently turned 80. Previously said on the Today Show in 2019 that the kind of adventure character begins and ends soulfully in his performance. Don't you get it? I'm Indiana Jones, Ford said at the time. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. So, I kind of uh, agree with Harrison Fourier because, like, I don't see nobody else playing Indiana Jones but him. But, um, I see why they gone to pick Chris Pratt because he's kind of, like, similar to Harrison Ford when he was at his young age. But I feel like this is too soon to even think about having somebody to, uh, or even think about doing a reboot of of Indiana Jones or like yeah, just take it slow like let Harrison Ford have this moment like give him about another 5 or 10 years or something like that don't rush anything to do that because you don't want to like ruin the legacy of Indiana Jones or ruin everything that Harrison Ford had put into like to the character just like take your time and um and don't try to rush a, a, everything so um i'm glad chris pratt did not uh want to do indiana jones right now out of respect for, for harrison for i kind of um agree with everything that, that he said so um so that yeah let, let it um let it slow down a bit so let him do like uh, stuff other projects you know what i'm saying so uh, moving on, Monsters is getting dumped onto Netflix. So this is what Screen Rant has reported. It would suggest that Universal was scouting a September theatrical release window for the movie. On Monday, Zombie took to Instagram to announce that the Monsters will be available to stream on Netflix. It's not clear if there was always the plan to commission a movie for a streaming release or if it was a harsh reaction to the Monsters trailer that caused a change of plan. Perhaps fans were expecting something different from the movie than what it was showing in the trailer. But not much can be done now to save for superior the visual quality. The response for the monster is not a good sign for its future. Hopefully the streaming availability will earn the movie the audience it deserves. So. Let's see what it does on Netflix. Hopefully, it gets like um, good reviews. But um, moving on, Netflix is facing a a, a potential catas- catastrophic day. Mm. This is what the rap had to say. 
Hollywood is bracing for impact. Netflix's financial results on Tuesday could become a defining moment for the entertainment industry's multi-million dollar streaming uh, arms race. The streaming giant reports its first quarterly subscriber loss in more than a decade in April and warned uh, about 2 million more global customers to go. The reaction was swift, with Netflix's stock carrying 70% this year to wipe out billions of dollars in market value and unleashing a wave of fear that studios might need to reconsider property streaming over legacy businesses like television and theaters. This could be the kind of ender days it's out your moment if you are Bob Chapin, Bob Baker, or David Zasloff. One analyst that covers the major studios that the rap there is not one meeting or lunch happening in Hollywood over the next few days is not a wall of worry. So, huh. I don't even know whether what to think about it. So, again, we are in the streaming wars. So, people might lose their subscribers. People might gain some subscribers based on the content that's going on right now. So, huh. let's hope Netflix gets some more better news from for what's going on right now. But um, uh, moving on. Doom Part 2 starts filming. And this is what we uh, have known so far from the sequel. And this is what Variety has to say. The official Doom Part 2 synopsis from Warner Brothers and Legendary reads, This follow-up film will explore the mythic journey of Paul Idris as he unites with Sean and the Frenchman while the warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family facing a choice between love of his life and the fate of the, of the known universe. He endeavors to prevent a terrible future that only he can foresee. So, I can't wait for uh, for Doom Part 2 and um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting and uh, hopefully it's as good at, uh, or better than the first one. So, uh, moving on. Netflix Loses a million subscribers before he would expect it. Oh my goodness. So this is what CNN had to say about this. Netflix reported Tuesday that it has lost 970,000 subscribers in the second quarter of 2022. The numbers are low, far low than its own forecasters who has projected that the streamer giant would lose 2 million subscribers. The company also said that it would add another 1 million subscriber in the third quarter. A number was slightly lower than the Wall Street expected, but investors were clearly happy with the results, and Netflix's share jumped as much as 8% on, on Tuesday in after-hours trade. After its closure in April, and its loss of 200 thousand subscribers leading a step drop in its share price all eyes were on Netflix Tuesday in the Wall Street Journal Halloween uh, um, Hollywood and the media 
were at the hyper focus on its uh, subscription numbers. The company shares uh, the drop dropily during the nightmare year. So, again, like I said, hopefully Netflix get a life that better results. Moving on, Netflix as supporter plan will not include all their content. This is what MBS uh, Business had to say. Today, the vast majority of what people watch on Netflix, we can include the ad-supported tier. Netflix co-CEO Ted Sanders said, there are some things that don't, that we are in conversation about with the studios on. If we launch the product today, the members would in the ad tier will have a great experience. We are clear some additional content, but clearly not most all of it. We don't think it's majority holdback to the business. So, again, um, I'm uh, moving on from Netflix and um, so we just talked about uh, uh, Nope in, in our movie review. So, let's see how much uh, Nope can make in its opening weekend. So, after a breakout considerable and commercial success of Get Out, which was open in $33 million and tap out in actually $170 million domestically, Peel electrified the box office again with 2019's Us with smashiest expectation and debut at $70 million and ended its North American run with an impressive $175 million. Put simply, the moviegoers won one wherever appeal is setting so hopefully we get some more news on on that and see how much um a note makes out, out of this weekend so in like in the next episode not this one but um next week's episode hopefully we get some more news on how much um note uh, that made in the, uh, in the box office for this weekend so um moving on mortal kombat 2 sees director returning and this is what Deadline had to say. After the most recent Mortal Kombat pit overachieved at the box office, New Line is ready to get back into the arena on a sequel. Sources tell Deadline that Simon McHugh is set to return as director for the follow-up of the 2021 action-adventure hit Mortal Kombat was McHugh's first theatrical debut and was recently was recently released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max during the pandemic in uh, April 2021. The feature opened number one in the box office and ranked amongst the top feature titles ever on HBO Max since the platform launched. It was some point to Fast 9 or Qu Quiet Place 2 as the pits lead crowds back to theaters post-pandemic. Uh, Mortal Kombat was one of the early features to take a crack into engaging audience interest in returning to the theaters. As a result, surprised that many. So, I cannot wait for Mortal Kombat 2. And hopefully, we'll get to see who's playing Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, in Mortal Kombat 2. And then lastly, for today, um... Well, actually, we didn't actually see um, uh, Harry Cavill uh, at Comic-Con. So, the, there was actually a report that um, uh, uh, Harry Cavill 
was supposed to uh, um, return as um, as Superman, but um, he never really um, was there. And then well, we'll explain that in the next episode when we go over the um, uh, Comic Con and with uh, with Daniel Martin in, in the next episode. But um, other than that, guys, I think that's uh, everything that we touched on uh, so far. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell when new episodes are uploaded. And post your comments below uh, everything that, that was discussed. And um, if you're listening on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, don't forget to follow me there. And then go to the YouTube link in the description below and post your comments there. But um, other than that, this is Trico, and, and I'm signing off, and I will see y'all uh, uh, later on. Uh, uh, peace.